go someone, at least tell them you're going to do it. That's actually, yeah. Okay, wait. Would you rather not hear anything or get just the ghost emoji? Welcome back to Hello and Goodbye. Hello and Goodbye. This is episode seven. Wow. I know. Yeah, you where you have Liana and Jared is back. <laughs> I'm back. He keeps climbing back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today we are going to talk about ghosting. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. I have a really good story for you guys. And I'm sure a lot of you have been ghosted. There's probably some of you that have ghosted. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's some ghosters out there. Maybe there's some reformed ghosters. Oh, I liked reformed ghosters. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the new Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's like reformed ghosters. And I did do a poll on Instagram. And so we'll bring that in when we jump into that topic as well. Oh, But great. I wanted to kind of just catch up on our week to give you guys a little... Uh, Update. Update. Yeah. So I have to say, I've been waiting with bated breath. You were going on a date with a giant man. (laughs) 6'11 guy. And a little baby man. Yep. 23 year old. (laughs) I mean, right? Not a baby. I'm sure he's a lovely young man. Well, okay. Okay. So, So give us the update. Okay. So we recorded last episode on a Saturday. I was supposed to go on the date with the 23-year-old on a Sunday. Uh-huh. He texted me on Sunday and essentially canceled the date. Oh. What was the reason? So this kid was in San Diego partying with his friends. Mm-hmm. And apparently they ended up in Tijuana because his friends wanted to go to a prostitution hall. Sure. One of his friends had cocaine on him. Like, guys, I'm not making this Is up. Is this real? I'm not making this up. So they got arrested. Uh-huh. And then... In Mexico? In, Mex- in oh, Tijuana. Oh, boy. And then I don't know how, but they ended up making it back or whatever. So he's telling me this over text. I mean, which, by the way, good for him for being like, let me tell you like what happened. <laughs> you know, he wasn't like, uh, I'm not feeling well or whatever. But... I mean, I was already worried that he was young and not ready in the first place. And (laughs) I mean, listen, if you do cocaine and you party that hard, you know, whatever, that's not me. I don't really want to date someone that does cocaine. It's it's just not my thing. I feel like in your 30s, if you're doing cocaine, you probably need to reassess your life. (laughs) (laughs) And um, sorry, that was a little judgy, but kind of true. I, I mean, know. yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I've had probably when I was in my 20s, like... 20s! I had friends who did that. Like, I was, I never really did it, but, like, I was around it. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Was he, did he say, like, yeah, so I was doing cocaine, too? Or was uh, he like, I didn't ask him. Okay. I mean, I just figured if you're hanging yeah, out I mean, with like, people doing cares? cocaine, yeah. yeah, who cares? But, um, and then the other thing is, like, these are his friends... Yeah. And you are, you represent the people you hang around. That's true. And his friends went to a prostitution place. And that's not something that I, I like would... to think that this is what all sort of like rich white kids in San Diego do. On yeah. The yeah. He kind of fits that. Yeah. You know? So anyway, so I said, well, maybe. That was judgy. Now, see, now I'm feeling bad. <laughs> okay. So anyway, he canceled and says, I can't meet tonight. I'm too tired. We're going to have to meet Thursday. So didn't even like apologize, nothing. And so I said, you know what? How about we just don't meet? Good for you. What was his response? He was like, ha, 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 okay. (laughs) So then I texted him later because we we were kind of like friends-ish before he asked me out. I mean, not like friends, but we had- Friendly. Friendly, yeah. Yeah. I asked him later, just, you know, did you make it home? Okay. You know, everybody's safe. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said- And then we kind of went back and forth a little bit and basically his immaturity came out and it's a good thing we didn't meet. Oh, you can't just leave us hanging on that. Like, what what happened? Well, I was like, you know, I said, maybe we could meet up, you know, just kind Mm -hmm. of as friends. And because I I was really actually looking forward to meeting with you, you know, and he was like, yeah, sure. But then 
he started giving me mixed signals, like he wasn't contacting me. And so I just kind of called him out on it. And I said, hey, listen, like, I want to see you, but you canceled on me. And now you're sending me mixed signals. And he FaceTimed me. And he's like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm driving right now. And I said, well, yeah, I said, I totally get that. I was like, but you know, you didn't even like apologize to me yesterday when you canceled on me. And he made like this noise and hung up on me, blocked me. I tried calling him and it was like, this number is no longer available. What? And then I went on Instagram and I sent him a message. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, do a cartwheel for me and I'll unblock you. What? And then I was like, actually, I think I have the conversation saved. So after he said, do a cartwheel for me. And I was like, grow up or something like that. He goes, suck it. Like lots of S's. And then I just put the laughy face and I was like, let me guess you were just planning to try and get in my pants and then ghost me. And he was like, I was trying to pop a culo. What does that even mean? Okay. So I had, because I'm old and. You went to Urban Dictionary? Yep. I went to (laughs) Urban Dictionary. And actually it's not even really. So I got them on two different things. Like Papa something is like almost like popping a virginity. Okay. And then culo is a derogatory or like word a for ass, ass in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if he, he was, was either like, saying he was going to just do anal with me or is going to take my anal virginity. But like, dude, I'm like 33. No, what do I you think, think you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I haven't had anal. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, no, I, I think he was trying to say like, he thinks you have a nice ass and he was trying to get in there. Yeah, that's probably... And like, not necessarily anal, but just like hit it with the girl who has a nice ass. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Anyway, so I But just, yeah, that is like a child. Yeah. And so I just said, I feel sad for you. And then I blocked him. <laughs> now I'm blocking you. So that was the experience with the 23-year-old. Yeah. And by the way, now I feel better about calling him a baby man when I, when <laughs> I, I asked you the question. I know. He, no, he uh, honestly, like, probably one of the most immature guys that I've ever dealt with. Like, it was, I, I was, like, shocked. I've never, like, the amount of people in my life that have hung up on me on a phone call were like my ex-husband when we were fighting. Yeah. And like my father, but not consciously. He just, <laughs> like, my dad just never says goodbye. No, he just doesn't say oh, goodbye. That's he's amazing. like, when he's done with the conversation, he's just like, eh, I'm done. That's amazing. Yeah. I forgot that about your dad. Okay. Giant man. Okay. So 6'11", dude, just never reach out. Oh. I never heard from him. Which was, mm-hmm. I had called that. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. predicted that. Yeah. So okay. I did not go out with either of those guys. Yeah. But I did have a date with the guy from Hinge that was in Europe uh-huh. for like a month. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. You guys have been talking for a yeah, while. Yeah, we have been talking for a long time. Actually, like we had matched in December and then we talked for like six weeks and then finally met up. Okay. But the talking was like on and off. Yeah. But we had learned a lot about each other and we were excited to meet each other. Yeah. So we met at this bar in Redlands called Taylor's. It's this really cool dive bar. It's like my go-to. I like that you give all the details about Redlands to the to the listeners. Well, I mean, if they ever decide to come visit. You're right. And specificity low, is the low Redlands. narrative. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> So yeah, so we went to this bar and we played pool. Actually, we sat down and we talked first and within the first conversation, like I was like, wow, like I really like this dude. I'm trying to change what type of guy I'm attracted to because Mm -hmm. in the past it's been assholes and I'm trying to be attracted to the secure guy who is confident and driven and has his life together and like doesn't live with his parents, you know? And this guy had all those things. He was a little younger. He was 30, but he had a great job. He was getting ready to buy a house next year. He lived, uh, you know, by the beach and just really cool guy, really cool guy. And I, and when we were sitting there in the first like half hour, I was like, okay, I could like really see it with this person. So then we went and played pool. And of course I was like way better. Kicked his butt. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And then we decided to go grab food. So we did make out a little bit. Okay. And then we went to this place called Eureka Burgers. (laughs) Maybe. Are you trying to get sponsors again? (laughs) Unbelievable. Eureka Burger is actually fairly well known. It's like all over 
California. And the I first think... one was here, and I know there's one in Claremont, but are they... uh, no, I, no, I guess there, there are, are more. quite yeah, a there's few. There's one in like Palm Springs. I want to say there's one like not in California now. Wow. Yeah. Maybe they'll be a sponsor. Maybe they will be a sponsor. So anyway, <laughs> oh my gosh, maybe they'll sponsor all my first dates. That would be great. I'm going to, Eureka Burger, I'm coming for you. <laughs> so anyway, Jared and I talked about this before we sat down to do this podcast. We actually just spent like two hours yeah, chatting. <laughs> which I kept telling you should be the podcast. I know. But that's for another time. But I'm glad I talked with you first because uh, it kind of helped me organize my thoughts a little bit. But basically, so in episode five, so two episodes ago, I kind of opened up to you guys about that I have this issue where when I have this fear of maybe getting close to someone or maybe something moving forward, I push that person away by coming up with something that's not going to work about it. Mm -hmm. And I become avoidant. And then once I've pushed them away, then I immediately feel better and I am ready to move forward. But they obviously don't want to. Yeah. So, Which, by the way, I don't know if I said this to you enough during that episode, but um, that was so cool that you shared all that. So many people do some version of that, like mm -hmm. maybe all of us. Um, so I feel like everyone in the world can relate, but okay. You know, I'm working on myself. I'm a work in progress. So while we're sitting at the dinner table and I could tell how much he was into me, I started getting anxious about it mm -hmm. so i decided to bring up the one thing that i knew could be a deal breaker and it was that he really wants kids and he has like a specific name that he wants for a son that's like a generational passing down and i am like 97 percent sure that i don't mm -hmm. however i feel like if i met the right person yep and fell in love, I don't know how I would feel. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, it's less pressure and it's easier to be with someone that also could go either way. Mm -hmm. Because what would happen if I was with someone that definitely wanted kids and I'm like, well, maybe that would change for me, but then it never does. That's not going to work with that person. Yeah, kids, it, kids is a huge thing. So I decided to bring it up at the dinner table. <laughs> Just very casually. Just on date one. On date one. Now, now in. in my defense, we talked for six weeks. And we had had the kids' conversation twice, actually. So it wasn't like I brought it up out of nowhere. Like, sure, we'd never talked about it. Of course. And we kind of joked about it a little bit. And then we went out to the car. And then he drove home. And, and I went home. And I started panicking. Hmm. And because, because I didn't know if I saw it anymore. Like I was, I, it's like, I like this person and then I'm scared that there's not going to be a future, like a forever future because of this one thing or these couple of things. Uh -huh. And so then I don't want to continue because I don't want to get hurt with someone and just be with someone for just a few months if it's not going to be a forever thing. Hmm. <laughs> and you're trying, you're trying to like figure that out with certainty on the first night that you guys have yes, been in the same room. Because way. I'm clearly a very rational person. <laughs> well, no, okay. So, like, but it's interesting to me. So the pattern is, you're like, oh, this guy really likes me. Let me like bring this thing up that's gonna like stiff arm him away. Mm -hmm. Then. How was it when you guys parted? Was it like, okay. It was fine. Oh, No, like, it was fine. I mean, cool. on the date, we were so cool. Okay. But then the next day, I was kind of distant. And I... Oh, so he was like, hey, like all into you and you were kind of being You know, cool. I, don't, I don't remember. I, I want to say he texted me or maybe I texted him. I don't remember. But it was... We weren't talking all day long. Yeah. Or maybe he texted me and I didn't respond for a few hours. I don't remember. I'd have to look at the conversation. But... Basically, I was like, so listen, I've been thinking a lot. So I texted him this and I mm -hmm. said, I think the kids thing could be an ultimate deal breaker. Oh, that's wow. what. I, yeah. And I and I so said you were kind of like, that's kind of you breaking it off. That was kind of me. Yeah, I kind of broke it off. Yeah. And he fought with me on it. He got defensive about it. And he was like, I feel like you're thinking way too far in the future, like blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then I just said, listen, I'm just trying to bring up something that's kind of important here. I'm, you know, and he was like, no, you're right. He's like, I was just really excited to see you this weekend. And I'm kind of bummed now. And 
I said, why don't you take some time to think about it now that I've given you this information? Wait, what does that mean? Well, because we didn't actually break it okay. off at that point. Yeah. I was basically like, this is like how I'm feeling about it. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? How do you feel about it? And yeah. he wasn't sure yet. So then the following day, he got back to me and was kind of like, you know what? I think you're right mm. that this is a deal breaker. And how were you feeling at that so, time? Then, (laughs) I didn't want it to be a deal breaker Mm -hmm. because there was part of me that was hoping he wouldn't agree with me and that because once I voiced that concern, I felt better. It's like it took the pressure off of me Yes. because I felt this pressure like I had to, this is, again, I'm going to sound so crazy here, but I felt this pressure like I was going to have to, if we ended up together... I was going to have to get pregnant and have a baby. And now that I voiced that concern, I no longer felt that pressure, even though we'd been on one date. Mm-hmm. Tell me I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. Okay. I, I, as you're talking, I'm like, oh my God, I've done some version of this like so many times. Okay. So. Not usually on the first date, but at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so he was basically like, yeah, I agree with you. And he agreed with me because he felt like it also would put pressure on me. Yeah. And because I was like 97% sure and he's like, and I realized how important having kids is important to me. Um, So anyway, so then I was like, well, I said, maybe we don't have to call it like completely quits and maybe we can just kind of like go slow and see how things go. And at that point he was just kind of done. And then I come to find out later he had another date plan that I ended up finding out about because I had texted him and he didn't give me a response because we had to kind of agree to be friends. Mm -hmm. And I said, Hey, I haven't heard from you. What happened? And he was like, yeah, I was on a date. And so it just kind of, the whole thing kind of felt shitty. Yeah. That's a real roller coaster. I know. I kind of like, I kind of feel bad for these guys. (laughs) I think I should put a warning label. Like, no, I don't think that's true. You know, I think, Hopefully, I mean, I am in therapy. The good news is I'm starting to, the last two guys that I've gone on dates with, I've never kept a friendship with someone in the past that I've Mm -hmm. gone on a date with. And I've kept friendships with both of them. That's cool. The other thing is both of them are very, are great, nice, respectful, um, secure guys. And so I do think that there's progress in that way that like, now I'm, I am, I'm changing myself and working on myself. So maybe I'm attracting yes. better people to me. I so deeply believe that's how the world and attraction works. Yes. And I still do believe that it's going to take a very special person to be able to date me. Mm-hmm. That's true for all humans. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I'm also, you know, part, of, like I said before, like part of this podcast is me voicing this to you guys and, and hopefully growing in my dating life. Yes. Although no guy that's listening to this podcast is ever going to want to go on a date that's with That's not me. true. That is not true. No. <laughs> anyway, so that was that was my week. I've been, guys, I have been working hard for you. <laughs> you really been ha- yeah. going the extra mile I for the really listeners. Have. Oh, I did delete Bumble and Hinge. But probably by the next episode, I'll, I'll have them up and <laughs> we'll running. Back. And we're back. That's great. Well, no, so I think, so what I was going to say about like how I feel like I've done some version of that so many times is like, usually for me, it's a little further in and I'll be dating someone and feeling good. And then I'll get into this place where I'm like, and if I recognize it, like, oh, wow, I'm feeling like I really need to like be this guy. What if I can't always be this guy? And like, what if I don't always want to be this guy or whatever? And so I'll, I'll have this thing where I'm like, I just want to tell you, you know, and, and I have so, this concern. Well, yeah. And, and, and sometimes it's even like, hey, I just want you to know I'm not sure. Oh, you know what? I did this to in my current relationship. We had had like two dates. It was like, like a really intense, cool connection. And then I left on a work trip and on the work trip, I had a lot of time to like sort of think about, you know, do I really know this person? And there was like one or two things she had told me that scared me kind of. And we had, we had plans to like spend the whole weekend together when I got back and like 
were getting like an Airbnb and stuff like that. So I, I had the need to like call her and was like, hey, uh, I still want to like spend the weekend with you, but I just, I need to tell you this because I'm like freaking out a little bit, but like, I'm not sure where this is going long term, but I still want to spend the weekend with you and like, you let me know if you still want to spend the weekend with me, like knowing that mm -hmm. I don't know where this is going. And which seems like a crazy dumb thing to do. Like, and I think this is why I do it. And I think like, I think you'll find a guy who responds to you in the same way that Nicole responded to me, which she was like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing you this weekend too. And like, how could you know where this is going? Like, I don't know where this is going, you mm -hmm. know? But like you were saying, as soon as it's out of my mouth, I feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's like, oh, I just needed to tell you that. And mm -hmm. if that's okay with you, then I feel, you know, yeah. and, he, and and even if they're like, well, no, wait, now I'm not okay. And I'm like, well, I'm great. So. <laughs> <laughs> and know? I was like, hey, listen, um, I don't know if I can spawn your child. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit, yeah, that's, that's a big one. But, but no, I, I think that's cool. Yeah. I think it's cool that you had that discussion. I think it's cool that you are attracting and having these interactions that are like maybe healthier with like healthier guys. And I think that's pretty well, badass. and on that note, so because these, these last two guys are so are healthy and secure men, even in my kind of anxious freak out moment, none of them ghosted me. Yeah. They responded. Mm -hmm. They talked on the phone with me if yeah. I needed to. We have a friendship now. That's cool. So yeah, these are like two good guys two who really like you. very good yeah. guys who respect me and, yeah. and definitely put up with more than they should have in the first week of knowing someone. <laughs> well, so anyway, I don't think we need to put that judgment on yeah. it, but yeah, okay. But let's transition now into ghosting. Yes. Yeah. So one of the reasons I wanted to bring up this topic is because personally... I just think ghosting is one of the meanest things you could ever do to a person. Mm. I have been ghosted really bad one time. Other times I've just been ghosted like I was supposed to have a date with an online date and never heard from her or whatever. And I think that's a little different. And we did talk about that in the dating app episode of maybe when to like when it's appropriate to kind of unmatch or. Yeah not have to worry about the other person's feelings. And I do think there's tears yeah. of maybe when ghosting is appropriate. Mm -hmm. I did a poll on Instagram and a lot of you said you'd been ghosted, but not as many of you said you would ghost someone. Hmm. So I think, I think ultimately you have to think about like, do I want to be ghosted? And I don't think anybody wants to be ghosted. I mean, it's really a horrible feeling and it's kind of sad that it's such a prominent thing in our society. Like, it's kind of like the new normal. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, you hear people say this where, like, relationships are more disposable now, right? It's so quick and easy mm -hmm. to meet someone. So then if you just throw that away, then who cares, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I think men probably ghost more than women. Interesting. Uh, I don't have statistics on that. I would, yeah. I should have done that. But my guess is because men aren't as in tune with their feelings and maybe aren't as good at voicing that, their more natural instinct is just to not deal with it and to let it go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. I almost want us to define ghosting. Okay. Because like at what point, because as you were talking, I'm like, oh, I could see that being true about men doing it more than women. But I also feel like a number of women that like say I've been messaging with, I almost want to call it like a soft ghosting. Oh, yeah. Where it's like just a really oh, slow response. Yes. Oh, there's hard ghosting and soft <laughs> oh, ghosting. Oh, I like how you just define this. Okay. So let's talk about soft ghosting. <laughs> okay. So soft ghosting is when the conversation just slowly dies and the responses get farther and farther apart. Yes. Which I feel like that is very common for, like, I experience that a lot, like, with women that I've been dating. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, women can definitely ghost. It's not yeah. a, it's not sure. a only one. Yes, yeah, yeah. One. I think, yeah, no, I, I don't want to say any more on that because I don't have any hard facts about sure. it. But, yeah, but the soft ghost is like, 
we're messaging back and forth. And then at some point, like you send a message with a question. I hate this question, but it's like, oh, how's your day going or something? Or what are you up to this weekend? And then like three days later, it's like, oh, sorry. I was busy. was super busy all weekend. It was great. I was in wherever. And then there's kind of no question back. Yeah. You know, Which, and, then, and then maybe you'll try one more and then you're like, and oh, okay, I'm ever, being soft ghosted here. Yeah. And right? then you don't ever hear back. Yes. So it's, yeah. And what's interesting about that is why even if you were going to eventually ghost, why even the soft ghost? <laughs> why not just, I mean, <laughs> just go, give me the go, hard ghost. Go hard or go home. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But the other thing with like the whole, I'm, I'm sorry, I've been so busy. Guys, we all know that's not an excuse anymore. Like, we are all attached to our phone. That's a good point. 24-7. Yeah. If someone is not texting you back in three days, they don't like you. Yeah. Well, and I see, I think that's the reason for the soft ghost is because the person's like, well, I'm not sure. And maybe they're talking to other people that yes. they're more excited about. They're like, I'm just going to keep you on the back burner if I get desperate yeah, enough. Yeah, no, I think, that's, right? I think that's a yeah. really good point. I think that's a really good point because I think... Both men and women will kind of soft ghost because someone else has come along that they're more interested in. Yeah. But they want this other person if that doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah. And they go, well, you seem nice. I'm not like super excited about mm-hmm. you, but like you seem nice and maybe it could be cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, okay, and then there's hard ghosting. Yep. So this is where I would say you've had some kind of relationship with this person, like whether sleeping together with them or you've dated them a few times or you have hung out for a few months yeah. and it's a cold turkey ghost. Hmm. Like you never hear from them again. I don't think I've ever done that with someone I've been on a date with. I have sort of soft ghosted after a date of like, yeah, we should hang out together. You know, oh yeah, like let's, you know, oh, I'm, I can't do it this weekend, but I'll shoot you a text. Then you just never shoot the text. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and I've never ghosted, but you guys all know that's because I'm way overly communicative. <laughs> because you can't not answer a text. I can't not answer a text. And and I'm I'm too honest. So I'll be like, hey, listen, thank you so much for coming out. You know, I just don't, I'm not feeling it with you. Like your, your nose is, is a different shape than what I know. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I've never ghosted. I don't think, well, let's talk about maybe you said before we started this, you said you think there's two reasons why ghosting is plausible. Yes, I think there's two uh, situations where ghosting is okay. Because I think I have an extreme opinion about this. I think you have a very reasonable opinion about this. Okay. I believe, given the story <laughs> I think you're going to tell. But here, here are the two circumstances in which I think ghosting is healthy and appropriate, okay. I would say. One is where the relationship isn't to the point where you owe them an explanation or anything about why you're not interested. So... One example is you've been chatting but haven't really been out on a date, right? Another example is maybe you've been out on a date and then they were kind of shitty, you know? Yeah, totally. Right? And then, you know, and then you don't owe them anything, so forget it. Right. Right? And, like, walk away, you know, because... See, I would just call the shitty person out. Yeah. Yeah, you would would lecture them and then tell them... (laughs) Why you're not hanging out with them anymore. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, good for you. That's like standing up for justice. My friend Megan always, like, stands up for justice, too, and, like, would, like, confront people in public, and I'm like, Megan, <laughs> stop it. I think I'll calm down in a few years. We'll no, see. it'll be good. So second, second time I think ghosting is appropriate, and I guess maybe this isn't even really ghosting, but if you've been dating or in a relationship with somebody, and it's sort of unhealthy or toxic in some way... And you have tried to like extricate yourself and they're like, well, no, I need to see you. Like you need to talk to me, like blah, blah. When you realize like, okay, this is unhealthy and I need to like sever this relationship as cleanly as possible. I tell this to people all the time, not responding is like the only way to do that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And like some people are like, well, no, I, I feel like maybe we should talk so that I can have closure, like blah, blah, blah. 
any response you give to someone just like opens the door to them continuing to be in your life. And if you've decided like, no, but do you really feel like that's ghosting though? Because you've already tried to disconnect. I guess you're right. Yeah. Maybe that's not ghosting. Uh, Yeah. Because I feel like if you've, if you've stated your truth, at yep. that point, you're no longer ghosting, mm, okay. right? Yes. If you said, and I tell my my younger friends this all the time because they, I mean, I think it's just so normal to ghost now that a, a lot of my friends will be like, hey, I don't want to see this person again. What text should I send them? And I always tell them, just send them a text. Like, I'm not interested. I'm going to move on. And then I remind them, remember, you're not responsible for how they react to that text. Good point. And once you send that text, you can block, ghost, whatever you want. Because you've said your truth, you've done the right thing, Mm -hmm. and now you can move on. Can can we create some sort of add-in to, like, iMessage and text messaging that's, like, gives you a little ghost saying the message? (laughs) Like, it's like, hey, uh, I had a nice time, but I'm not interested. It's like like coming out of the mouth of a little ghost, and then they, like, know that you'll never hear from me again. There's actually a meme... It has the the three dots on the iPhone, uh-huh. and there's four pictures of the three dots, and the the image of the bubble continues to transform with each picture uh-huh. until it turns into a ghost. Yes. So it's it's that's perfect. I love that meme so much. Yeah. So maybe you send the message of like, "Hey, had a good time, not interested, blah blah," and then you just send the little ghost emoji right after. That is perfect. <laughs> Do that. Send the ghost emoji. Yeah. If you're gonna ghost someone, at least tell them you're gonna do it. That's actually yeah. Like, would, okay, wait. Would you rather not hear anything or get just the ghost emoji? <laughs> okay, we'll do a poll. Yeah, it was so funny. Okay, so I'm gonna tell my story of getting ghosted really bad. Yeah. So I had an old friend from a long time ago when you were younger. Yes. Uh moved back to Redlands and we started hanging out for like kind of the first time ever, like as adults and, and kind of establishing a friendship. I was really into this guy. This is after not seeing each other for how long? Like 10 years? Like 13 years. Oh wow. Okay. No, 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I was really into this guy. I had had a crush on him growing up mm-hmm. and he was my type, avoidant <laughs> and not unemotionally available. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And, but anyway, we started hanging out as friends and I asked him in the beginning, I said, is this a romantic thing or are you, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah. He's like, you know, I just moved back into town. I'm kind of like reorganizing my life. I'm not really looking for anything romantic. And I said, okay, I appreciate that. And I was bummed, but I was excited to have like a new friend with yeah. this guy. And and maybe he just needed to take things really slow because I could tell he would he was interested. Yeah. Because if he wasn't interested, he wouldn't be hanging out with me. Yeah. And he would give me compliments. Like he was really sweet. And so we started hanging out a lot, like mm-hmm. two to three times a week. Ooh, that is a lot. He joined my billiards team. Ooh. So that's a big move. Uh-huh. I mean, joint he joined my billiards team. Like I, I'm in a billiards league. I play every Tuesday night. And this guy joined the team, like paid the APA fee. Uh-huh. Anyway. Well, and I on one hand, he's probably like, oh, I'm new to the area, maybe this will help me meet more people. But on the other hand, he's joining your team. Well, yeah, and not only that, but he stuck with me for a long time. I mean, you don't just join a team and then, like, bail. Yeah. You know, like, he would be stuck being around me. Now, I had, in the back of my mind, I had subjected us to the fact that we were just friends. Yeah. So even though I thought he was really cute and I was, like, into him, I didn't see him joining the team as him trying to romantically get involved with me. Yeah. Now, can you do that? Like, are you able to, like keep hanging out and feeling close to somebody and like just be like nope you've told me we're friends like so I don't kind of get my hopes up or or... I I think I always had my hopes that he would like me yeah but I also but you were cool with it I was kind of cool with it yeah I mean obviously I had a crush on him but I was okay with the fact that he just wanted to be friends and we like we hung out on fourth of July together (laughs) 
I love how you're like looking at me with this face like, that's a really big deal. That is a big deal. This is America's birthday. (laughs) We hung out on America's Day together and drank beer and played cards. No, that's a holiday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened is one night after billiards, he kind of like came on to me a little bit. Okay. Not in a sexual way, necessarily. So Because you played so well? Yeah, he was really into my pool game. <laughs> uh, so we went back to his place, and we were drinking. He had definitely had more to drink than I had. Mm-hmm. And we got really kind of sleepy, and he kind of laid back and, like, put his arm on my leg, which was so unusual, because, honestly, the only touch... That we had had was like those awkward friendship hugs. Yeah. Like the good Christian side. Hugs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so he, I'm sorry, I'm trying to like be eloquent about how I say this. So we had kind of his arm on my leg. And so I just kind of decided to test out the theory. I'm like, oh gosh, maybe he does like me. So I laid my head on his shoulder. Okay. Okay. So then we were laying there and then I like pretended to fall asleep. Uh, you looked at me with this face like this is a great move right (laughs) yeah yeah i mean no i get it though i get it i would well okay for two reasons one i was so tired it was like 1 a.m yeah and two i just kind of wanted to see what he would do yeah like what is he gonna do so He kind of got up so that I slid down and I just kind of laid on the couch and he went downstairs where his room was and was down there for a little bit. And he came back up and I think what he had done is he'd like brushed his teeth and gotten ready for bed. And Mm. then he came back up and he kind of like touched my leg, like kind of in like a, like, you know, hey, wake up, like, hey, wake up. Yeah. And he was like, you know, do you want to sleep on the couch? And so then I was like, huh. okay. You're like, fuck. I this. misread this situation. <laughs> he is not into me. So I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to get up. I'm right down the street. I'll, I'll just drive home. And he goes, no, 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 really. Like, you can stay. And I was like, no, it's okay. He's like, well, you can stay in the bed downstairs. And I'm oh. like, in in your bed? And he's like, yeah. yeah. Like, And I'm like, would you be in the bed too? And then he was like, well, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not, you know, but like, yeah, you can stay over. And I was like do you want me to stay over? Like, it was so confusing how it was like, how the information was presented to me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't want to make that decision for you. And so then he like pulled me over. Like he grabbed my arm and pulled me over to like hug him and like gave me this really tender hug. And I looked up at him and I said, do you like me? And he's like, of course I like you. What? What I I know. So then I was like, what? Like, I'm, I'm so confused. And I said, you like me? And I said, and I thought all this time you didn't like me. And I said, okay, sure. I'll stay. And, and it wasn't like in the sexual advanced way. It was like, it was more just like a Like sweet, to spend time together. Yeah, yeah spend yeah. time together and kind of, yeah. So anyway, so I went downstairs and I got ready for bed and like, he like climbed into bed and then I climbed into bed and then we just kind of like laid there like <laughs> two fish, like two dead fish. And I turned to him, I said, do you want to, like, cuddle? Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, he's like, I'm not really, like, much of a cuddler. Okay. And I was like... This he, is the most perplexing I story. know. So then I was like, okay, well, you know, he's like, but yeah, I mean, you can, you can come over. And so I kind of was, like, cuddling with him. And then I said, I looked up and I said, are you going to kiss me? And then he goes, maybe. And I was like, maybe. So, I know. So anyway, so then, then I was like, I feel like, like it was weird is because I was cuddling him, but he wasn't cuddling me back and it felt really awkward and I was getting a lot of mixed signals and I, I didn't understand what was happening. And I, and I was like, so you like, like me, like me. And he was like, well, and so then he started backtracking. All mixed signals. Yeah. Very mixed signals. All mixed signals. So I, at that point. It's like a traffic light that's just going haywire. That's like green, red, yellow, green, yeah. green. And I was asking him point blank what he wanted and he yeah. still didn't know. Yeah. And so at that point I knew I was not going to get any sleep because I was too wide awake wondering what was happening. 
And he was going to probably fall asleep like a baby because most men do. It's not fair. (laughs) And so I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to go home. Good choice. So I got up. I put my stuff on. And I was like, should I just... Like, he didn't get out of bed. And I said, should I just walk, like, lock... No, or walk, should I close yeah. the door? He and should he's walk like, you out like a goddamn no, gentleman. No, he stayed in bed. That's bullshit. And he was like, you can just close the door on your way out. Get out of here. So I get home and I sent him a text and I said, hey, listen, like, thank you so much for the invite. I just, I knew I wasn't going to get any sleep. Had such a great time with you tonight. Talk to you tomorrow. Uh-huh. I don't hear from him. So then the next morning I realized I'd left all my jewelry at his place. And I did not mm. do that on purpose. Trust me. But... I texted him. That's said, a move, by the I way. Said, I know, but I'm not smart. I know. I'm I not know, smart I enough know. to do that. I know. So anyway, and he did respond. Now, we had also talked about, we had made plans. Like, we were going to get grab, grab lunch that day. We were going to go to the Redlands Bowl. It's like this community theater thing in Redlands. <laughs> and we were going to go see a play that weekend. Like, we had made all these plans together. That's a lot of plans. I know. I said, hey, listen, are we still grabbing lunch today? And he goes, oh, I already grabbed lunch. Huh. So I'm like, what is happening? Like, I don't understand. And I said, well, when can I come pick up the jewelry? So by now I'm pissed, right? Because I'm like, this guy, like, he told me he didn't, he wanted to be friends. Now he makes a move on me. Then he gives me mixed signals. Then I go, so then I go to his place and I walk in and he's like, here, I'm so sorry about lunch, but I got this cookie for you. So like, but he had gotten the cookie for me before I had texted him if we were having lunch. Yeah, no, he got the cookie for him. No. Then he... No. no. He got it for me. Because oh, it was nice. this specific cookie that we had talked about. Oh, that's nice. That's kind so, of So, but sweet. another mixed signal. Yep. Traffic light still going. So hey, then wow. I'm like, what? Like, like, I don't understand what's happening. So then I said, well, um, do you want me to go? Or do you? He's like, no, I'm not doing anything right now. So we were like hanging out. Okay. Can, can I just... You, you said something about he had sort of made a move on you, but... I feel like that's not quite accurate. He somehow like Jedi mind tricked you into making a move on him and then like like rejected it. Well, the move was him grabbing my arm and pulling me in. Yeah. I think that was the move. Yeah. But that was like half of a move that then got you jumping back on board of like, oh, maybe this is going to be something. It was just all so confusing. Yeah, it's so weird. It's okay. very, com- yeah. yeah. So anyway. So now here you are with the cookie. So I'm with the cookie. <laughs> so I'm much happier now, right? I'm eating the cookie. And we're playing cards. Okay. Because we, that was like our thing. What game? Gin Rummy. Oh, yeah. Remember I taught you? And no. Yes, I did. You play like strict, straight gin. No, I play Gin Rummy. I taught you. We played it together. Well, you have different rules than me. I've been playing a really crazy version of Rummy forever. But anyway. Okay, we'll figure this, this out on boring. our own time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, so I said, listen, I, can we talk about last night? Okay. And he was like, okay. And I said, um, I guess I'm kind of confused. Like, are you wanting to date now? Or like, do you have romantic feelings for me? What's going on? He's like, no, we're just friends. Oh, and then he was like, honestly, he's like, I'm not in the place to date anyone right now, and blah, blah, blah. And then I fucking lost it on him. Mm. Because it had been three months of us hanging out, him telling me he just wanted friendship, then he makes the move, he gives me the mixed signals, and then he's like, no, we're just friends. It's like, you don't get to fuck with me like that. Yeah. And so I said, I said, honestly, I feel so mad at you right now. Um... Because people, like, guys have said that to me all the time where they're like, I'm just, like, not in a place in my life where I can commit to anyone and blah, blah, blah. And then they meet the right person three weeks later and they're committed. Yeah, you get And so point. that's, like, to me, that's not a good excuse. And you don't, you don't get to send me those mixed signals and then decide what you want to do. Like, you are messing with someone else's heart and someone else's emotions. Mm-hmm. Good for you. And I said, I have to go teach. I'm going to get up and go. Well, so after that, I went and taught and then I sent him a text that said, hey, can you chat? Because I wanted to just kind of talk it over. So then the next day I sent him a text said, hey, never heard from you. We're supposed to go see the play tonight. I actually, I didn't even, I think I tried to play his game and I didn't even bring it up. I just said, hey, are you looking forward to seeing the play tonight? Mm -hmm. No response. So then I sent him a text the next day that said, listen, I really want to talk to you about this. I don't want to lose your friendship. You know, I'd really like to talk this over. No response. So they went and picked up his favorite beer. 
at Gerard's and I went to his house and knocked on the door. I mean, we had hung out there all the time. Yeah. Knocked on the door. No response. Do you know if he was home? I, uh, yeah, his truck was there. I wrote a note. Like, this is a uh, What's his offering. favorite beer, by the way? Oh, gosh, I don't remember. Okay, anyway, go ahead. I wrote, like, a note, like, the, uh, consider this a great... What is a grapevine? A, uh, a olive, olive branch. branch. <laughs> <laughs> consider this a grapevine. <laughs> you know that Marvin Gaye song, Consider This a Grapevine? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, anyway, no response. Um, I never heard from him again. Wow. And he never showed up to billiards. So not only did he ghost me. He ghosted the team. He ghosted the billiards team. What a terrible person. I was really hurt over it. Yeah. Like really, really hurt. I don't think he's a terrible person. I think that he has a lot of stuff that he's dealing with. Yeah, I think you're right. And he just doesn't have the capacity to think about anyone else but himself right now. Yeah, so my theory is, right, and like a hundred percent, like that's awful for you because you had like said, hey, I'm interested. And he's like, nope, just friends. And you're like, and you were actually cool with that. I know, I was like for once in my life being cool. Yeah. So then he <laughs> like, does Like that's the one like, time in yeah. my life I was being yeah. chill, Leanna. But then he does this weird like Jedi mind trick thing. And and my my theory is... He was drunk and obviously like you're pretty and attractive and you guys were compatible in all these ways. So he's got like some attraction to you. Mm -hmm. And I think he was ambivalent. Yeah, he's drunk and he's like, wow, I kind of want to do something here. But then part of him is also like, well, I don't know, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he does this thing where like he's going to pull you over. And I think some part of him was hoping that you would like jump him at that point, you Mm -hmm. know? But then, like, the end result would have been the same, I think, mm-hmm. which would have been worse, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like. I, I think that move is kind of, like, in his, like, had a few beers, really having a good time with you, like, well, fuck it. If something happens, that'd be kind of fun, and then, well, I, you know, I'll, like, I'll worry about it tomorrow or Yeah, I actually don't think that he was hoping to sleep with me. Like, you don't he, think so? No, because he's kind of like you. Like, he's a little bit more, <laughs> like, less typical guy yeah does that like make sensitive sense sensitive and emotional sensitive and, and like, emotional yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. i think he's and so i really don't think i think honestly he i think the drunk thing was a factor yeah i think maybe he did like me but he didn't know what to do with it yeah or he didn't want to do anything with it yet yeah he wanted to take more time or maybe he didn't like me but in that moment he thought he did because he was drunk yeah that yeah i mean and i guess and I, i'm hearing you on the like the most hurtful thing is the like Dude, you're not even going to, like, give me an explanation or, like, mm-hmm. like just the common human courtesy of, mm-hmm. like, you know, any response. Well, like, and it got to the point where, like, I was apologizing in my text to him by saying, I'm sorry if I reacted inappropriately and made you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. When I should have got been the one that got the apology. Yes. So, ultimately, I sent him a final closure text. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But I just said, you've hurt me really deeply. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of the way that I was able to express my emotion without being like, fuck you. You're a shit human being. Yeah. Never text me again. It was just kind of like, yeah, you've, I'm really hurt. Which I think is big of you because me listening to the story, I, I want like, I want the text to be like, dude, that was really shitty. Like... Yeah. I hope you don't do this to anybody in the future. Yeah, and I think I think I just had compassion for this guy mm, because okay. I got to know him really yeah. well. And I know he was dealing with his own stuff and he had had a hard year. Yeah. And and I've been in a space where you feel like your life has changed a lot yep. and maybe you're not the person that you want to be yet. And so I think I had that compassion for him. But one final thing that I did that I didn't know I was going to do. So my billiards team ended up winning our league that uh, summer. Yeah. Well, because he was still registered on our team, he got a special like trophy name plaque thing Uh with his name on it, even though he had only played like two games. Yeah. So when we got the plaques, 
the woman on my team who was kind of in charge of that, she asked me, what do you want? Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want me to like burn it? What do you want? And I said, no, I'll, I'll drop it off as his house. So I drove, this was like a couple months later. Yeah. I drove to his house. His truck was outside and I took the plaque. Like it was like a sticker kind of a thing. Yeah. And I stuck it on his car. <laughs> like stuck it to his car? No, or? like, okay, where like the window is. Yeah. I put it in that little corner so that it wouldn't fall off. Yeah. But it was like when he would go to his, the driver's seat to open yeah. the door, he would see it. Okay. Just as like a gentle reminder of what he did. Yeah, sure. I think that's good. <laughs> I think that's good. Um, well, cause, cause, I mean, because I think the thing to me is like, if we're talking about ghosting, it's if someone had shared their life with you and their time with you and you've been in some kind of relationship, like you owe them some basic decency. Absolutely. Of just an explanation or something. Yeah. And this was this was honestly very painful for me and it wasn't like I wasn't in love with this guy but we had bonded I mean we had spent two three months together building a friendship that I thought was just a friendship and then for like eight hours I was so excited that it was gonna be like this romantic thing Mm -hmm. that I never thought it would be and then it was just like taken from me so quickly and then not only was that taken from me but then I lost the person altogether. Yeah. And and had no closure and no anything from it. Yeah, well, and then there's no recognition of like your hurt feelings. Oh, absolutely. It's either. all about them. Yeah. All about their person. Yeah. So anyway, so that is the biggest ghosting story that's ever happened to me. And and it's just it's like I hope that some of you who maybe don't have an issue with ghosting. I hope you can hear this and see how it does affect the other person. And it's, you know, I think Jared's right in that there are some cases where I think ghosting is appropriate, but ultimately it's not that hard. And and we talked about this on, on the dating app episode, but if you're not comfortable doing it in person, just send a text. Yeah. You know, just do something. Mm -hmm. And like, if I had gotten a text from that guy that said, I'm sorry, but I just can't see you anymore. That would have been better than what happened. Yes. Yes. You know, because there was a moment there. I was like, is he dead? Like, I was like asking a friend. Yeah, Yeah, I was like asking a friend if he was alive. Yeah. Because I had seen this guy almost every other day for a long time. So... Or maybe I'm exaggerating that. Maybe like a couple, three times a week or whatever. So anyway, I think ultimately nobody wants to be ghosted. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's the best thing you can do as a human being and being kind and thoughtful and courteous of other humans yeah. is if you ca- don't have the courage to do it in person or on a phone call, send a text. Yep. And as we said, that's good dating karma. And I think people don't do it because... They think that that I'm not interested in you, in you text feels like, oh, that's going to be mean. But like the no text is... Is mean, way worse. Is way meaner because it's just dismissive. Yes. It's, yeah. Well, and that's why, and back to what I always tell my friends, is you're not responsible for how they react to you telling them the truth. Yeah. Like tell your truth and do it in like a nice way, yep. you know? But then you don't have to put that on yourself if they feel shitty about it. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, there's a metaphor here where it's like closing a door in someone's face, you know? So if someone shows up at your door, like Jehovah's Witnesses or whatever, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm in a hurry, no thank you. You know, and then you can close the door. Yes. Right? Or if the person on the other end of the door is being unreasonable, then you have to shut the door. Mm-hmm. But if the person's like, oh, hello, how are you? Like at least being like, oh, actually, I'm sorry, I'm busy, I'm not interested. And then you close the I think that's a great metaphor. Thank you. You're welcome. So I think just to end on the ghosting thing, let's talk about some things you can do if you are ghosted to kind of get closure from Mm. it. Because it's, you're not going to get closure from that person. Yeah. So I think, you know, what I did is I felt the need to send him a final text and to say how I felt, I knew that was never going to be reciprocated. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then I turned to my friends and I had a good cry at the dog park with a friend over it. And there was that play that was playing at the Rollins Bowl. I saw it every day and I went, my sister joined me one day and another from me joined me another. I drank a lot of wine. Like it was, you know, I just, I tried to kind of, as any breakup would happen. I mean, this guy and I weren't in a relationship, but ultimately it was a breakup, breaking up of some type of relationship. And so I think what you do is you try and invest yourself in other things in your life. People who love you, things that make you feel like you love yourself and anything, maybe writing a letter, journaling, meditation, Mm -hmm. anything else you want to add to that? No, I mean, I, my first instinct would be to do what you did, which is send the text Mm -hmm. of like, look, I know I'm not going to hear back from you, but just let me just tell you like how this felt or where I'm at or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think there's something good in that. And then, yeah, finding the support, you mm-hmm. know, and also knowing that, you know, there's a great quote that I'm not going to remember or reproduce correctly. But it's... <laughs> this is so apparently we, <laughs> I feel like we have this habit of bringing up the stuff that yeah. we never actually remember yes. or don't have any facts or statistics yeah. about. But we want to put this out here if you guys want to go find the information. (laughs) We should call this like the unprepared podcast. (laughs) Like two people who have done no prep work. Um, But it's that when somebody treats you poorly, uh, that it's much more a reflection on like their relationship with themselves. Absolutely. Than it is on you as a person. Yes. Right. And I think that's honestly... Such a great point. And the biggest thing is it's not about you. Yes. It is has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It has... I mean, yeah, maybe ultimately you're not the person for them. Yeah. But it's how they uh, go about getting that information to you that tells you who they are. Well, and that should be a comfort of like, oh, this person is going to treat someone that they've been involved with over however many dates or weeks or months even in this totally callous way, mm-hmm. like you need to process that information and be like, dodged a bullet, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. like, thank God it's now. Yeah. You know, good to know this now. Yeah, so. absolutely. So I think, yeah, I think that's a really good point to end on. Okay. Okay. So we're going to end this episode with a, a segment. This is our first segment. Yes. And Possible recurring segment. A re- definite recurring okay, segment. Okay, good. The name of the segment is Why Are Men the Worst? Mm-hmm. And that how this works is because Jared is a man. Yes. And <laughs> represent all men. Everybody. And represents all men. No, Jared's going to give me his... I'm going to ask him a question uh-huh. of why men do the way things they do. Some, something sort of inexplicable that yeah. men do. And then he's going to give me his examples. And hopefully in the future when we have male guests on i'll do the segment with them as well so we can get different great like, perspectives. i'll try not to get jealous and <laughs> ego hurt when that happens but. okay so the first question is why does a guy date you or sleep with you or be in a relationship with you or whatever and then break things off with you mm-hmm and then continue to watch your Instagram stories. Oh, interesting. Okay, I think there's two reasons for this. Okay. One is he is trying to keep the door open to maybe like sleeping together at some point down the road. Okay. So he's sort of like, let's just like water the plant a little bit and be like, hey, like we're still friendly. We're cool. You know, like. Mm-hmm. being kind of casually affectionate and stuff like that. But I mean, it's not like, it's not like he's like, I'm not talking about, he's him. not liking them. He's not liking or messaging you. He's just watching your stories. You know, when people watch your stories, you don't, <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> okay. So there's a you feature. See who watches your stories. Wait, are you being serious? Right yes. Now? I don't know this. Oh my gosh. So there's a feature. Like when you post a story, uh, huh. When you go to look at your stories, if you swipe up, you can see everybody who's watched your stories. Oh. Yeah. So this is like, this is how you become a deeper stalker. Interesting. I had yeah. no idea. Okay. But but so A, maybe the thing that I'm saying is tr- still true because they know that you'll see them looking at your stories or something like that. I don't know. Okay. B, 
Oh, now there's three explanations. Because, okay. like, the second explanation... Can I guess one of the explanations? Yeah. Do you think that they're just trying to... Like, are they trying to keep tabs on you? On, like, what you're doing in your life because... I think that's a unhealthy thing that a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And with social media, it's so hard not to, like, look up your ex and mm-hmm. see what they're doing. And so, yeah, I think that's... okay. Uh, an explanation for sure um nothing but pain comes from that yeah i know it's you know like and i also tell people if you have friends that are telling you like that they saw your ex or whatever squash that shit be like i don't want if you see them if you whatever i don't want to hear about it don't tell me that you saw him with another person or whatever and then have the discipline for yourself to do that so yeah so either they're trying to like keep the door open to maybe something happening down the road or they're curious about you kind of the same way you would look at an ex kind of like, oh, what's she up to now? Mm-hmm. Maybe in this ambivalent place of like, well, maybe I'll reach out mm-hmm. and send her a message or whatever, but then not do it. And then the third explanation I have, and this one would probably be more along the lines if they were liking your stories and stuff of like that there's something about like... They're like, oh, look, I'm being friendly and being a nice guy here, even though, like, we broke things off. I'm still, like, doing something nice. I don't know. Like, I'm still, like, letting them know that, like... Like, I'm a nice guy? Yeah, I think guys do a lot of dumb stuff that are, like, trying to... Make up for them being dicks? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next question. Okay, keep in mind, these are inexplicable questions being put to me, and I'm doing my best. Do what percentage of men actually... Okay, so bachelors. Okay. So men not in relationships or not living with their partners. What percentage of them actually wash their bedsheets? If you had to get a guess. I mean, so, okay, let's do this. How often do you change your bedsheets? I try and wash mine, like, once every, like, once every month. (laughs) (laughs) You said that so quietly with your hand over your mouth. Okay, so I wash my bedsheets about the same, and I'm equally as embarrassed about it Uh as you are. Like, so I'll be, like, once every two to three to four weeks, probably. Yeah, Um, never more than that. Yeah, no. I think a lot of guys will go longer than that, though. Like, how long? Oh, I mean, I'm sure there's... Like, never? No, like, months. I think there's something... I think maybe some guys, it's only when... You know how when you need to do that deep clean mm-hmm. for your soul? Like, that. Like that's the only time c- certain guys will, will change their sheets. And I think maybe there's, d- like, women who are dirtbags also who would fall into this category. <laughs> sure. But... but um, I think guys, so again, guys are not, it's not manly to like take care of your shit. Mm-hmm. Um, although I would say that actually is what being a man and an adult is. Like, oh, totally. When agree. I'm like vacuuming and cooking for myself and doing dishes, I'm like, yeah, like this is what being an adult is. But there's all this like masculinity crap. So that's why and guys don't do the dishes? I guess, yeah. <laughs> And, and and I think, um, but the other thing with the bed sheets is guys are really good at like ignoring stuff that is not like immediately in their face. So That's it's not like, point. it's not like the sheets, if the sheets like started to stink or like look like visibly stained, <laughs> you know, like then they might be like, oh, I should probably change this. Or they had a wet dream. Yeah, or whatever, right? <laughs> um... But for the most part, like, your sheets still look like your sheets. They still feel fine. Like, you don't, unless you actively think about it. Okay. Right? I think that's what most of it is. Okay, one more question. Okay. I have dated two guys now who have stayed the night at my place and do not put the toilet seat down. Oh. Why is that? That's just a bad habit, and I was guilty of this until, I think, through my, like, late 20s and it wasn't until some like i isn't that something that you learn young like aren't you supposed to learn young like when you don't use a urinal you lift the toilet seat to pee and then you put it back down when you're done peeing yeah and you know what it's so funny because i grew up like in my high school years like i lived in a house with just my mom and my sister and me and so 
I don't know how I acquired the bad habit of not putting the seat down, but I got called out by a guy that my mom was with for a few years. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I was staying with them. You know, I was mm-hmm. up at my mom's house. She lives on a lake, so I'm sure I was up there for some weekend in the summer. And he comes walking in the bathroom. He was like, hey, you left the toilet seat up. And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. And kind of like in my mind, like, well, what? why are you even bringing this mm-hmm. up? And he was like, that's like not respectful. Like, you know, you have like, your mom lives here. Mm-hmm. Like, that's her bathroom mm-hmm. too. Like, whatever. And in that moment, I was like, oh, I never really thought about that. <laughs> and so since then, I put it down. Well, well okay. even in my own bathroom that no one uses but me. Like, So I will say, one, so one of the guys that didn't put it down was in his 20s. And the other guy was in his 30s. But the guy in his kind of, I think he was like 26. The way that I handled that was, so we had woken up and he went to the bathroom and then I had to go and it was like lifted. And so I came out and I walked in and so I said, and I said, so uh, your mom didn't teach you how to put the toilet seat down, did she? Good move. And he laughed and yeah. then he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I must've forgotten or something like that. Yeah. And I think it's just, see, like it's little things like this that are like, you should learn the small ways that you can be more respectful and more courteous to the people Absolutely. that you're around and just do that. That's why what, would yes. you? Yeah. And I, th- yeah. And I think that's a great way to sum up the entire episode. Yes. Cause that goes into how to end things with people as well. Like be courteous of their feelings. Yes. Okay. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Hey, good job by you today. Thanks. You too. <laughs> hey, thank you. Right back at you. <laughs> We're so nerdy. Okay. So please follow us on Instagram at hello and goodbye podcast. You can follow me underscore Leanna Joan. Don't worry about following Jared. I don't he doesn't know even know Instagram. how to watch his stories or how to like, yes. I, th- I don't think I've ever, I might've like made one story once. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're on Twitter. Hello underscore by underscore pod. And please rate, subscribe, review on iTunes. Let's get this thing going. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.